Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. Well, I'm glad you're here today. I'm going to jump right in to our vision for 2024. If you've not been here any length of time, or if you have been here a long time, the first Sunday, usually the first, sometimes the second Sunday of January, we share our vision for Christian Ministries Church. And so I'm, I'm just thrilled at our vision this year. In Genesis, we read about God's beginning with mankind. God told man and woman, You can eat of anything here, but don't eat of this one tree. From the beginning, we see God allowing some things and God not allowing other things. Now, if you all have heard this out of Genesis, in fact, many of you just read that because we're right in the first part of the year. Uh, So in your beginning Bible readings, you committed to Bible readings, and most of y'all are probably doing pretty good at this point. We're just real early. Um, but as you hear things I'm talking about this morning and you agree, let me just tell you what will help me communicate it better. I look around, some of y'all are nodders. There's two or three of you that are hanky flyers. And there's some others that are, yeah, wow, amen, uh, depending on your background. And some of you are like, well, I couldn't do any of that, just revert back to the original. God never, ever in his word said, do whatever you want. Do what feels good to you. Do what seems right to you. Never. He, he never said, each of you decide right and wrong for yourself. God, from the very beginning, you can do this and don't do that. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do it, but he said don't. And you have a choice to don't. God says many times, do not. Each time he said, do not, it was for our good. And let me just tell you, it won't work. It won't make you happy. And in the end, it will destroy you. A mother grabs a child's hand. Do not run out in the street. No one ever responds with, that mother just doesn't want that kid having any fun. That mom just don't want him enjoying life. That mother just keeps... Everything that would produce life for their kids out because, I mean, all they do is say, don't do that. Nobody says that because don'ts, we understand, are for our good and our well-being in life. And we see that with a mom and a child. We read Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve. They did a don't, and we read consequences. When God said don't, it's for our good. Genesis 4, Cain and Abel, first two sons. One did right and the other did wrong. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, you will be accepted, God says, if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin's crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. God never told the two sons, do whatever you think is right for you. Each of you choose whatever you think is right or whatever's wrong for your family. Church, from the very beginning, you have to understand that God gave us right and wrong. Yes. 
It's never, ever situational. It's always absolute. From the beginning, as we read history throughout the Bible, you can go right to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 14. We're not going to read this. And it gives you the benefits of obedience. And then in the same chapter, 15 through 45, it gives you the results of obedience and the results of disobedience. See, there's benefits and there's results of disobedience. Now, from the beginning through God's word, he always talks about a God kind of life. There's always something that he's saying about here's how you have a God life. Here's how you do it God's way. And see, this God life works as a result of obedience to God's way. And when he says do, then you are free to do. When he says don't, you're still free to do. But don't be blaming him when he told you don't. John chapter 20 verse 31. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. That word life is our vision for this year. In the Greek, the word for life is zoe. Z-O-E, the God kind of life. The God kind of life. Ephesians 4, and you can, if you're taking notes, you can write this down and read it later, chapters Chapter 4, verses 17 through 32, in that, Ephesians 4, 30, it says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. No question, no argument available. The way you live matters to God. If you can bring sorrow to Him by the way you live, then the way you live matters. Are you getting it? God calls for a certain kind of life, and it's not up to each of us to decide. It's not up for the pastor to tell you how to, God already said it. Do this and don't do this. There is a God way. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. 1 John 1, 6. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness or in disobedience to his word. We're not practicing the truth. Don't be a liar by the way you live. 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. We can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. 1 John 3, 8. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. CMC vision for 2024 is Zoe, the God kind of life. There's so much here. Reading about God from Genesis chapter 2 Mankind was created and first put here on earth with God having a lifestyle in mind for him. Yeah. That, 
Nobody's going to say, well, I don't know if I believe that. No, the word's just clear about that. And we understand from the beginning when you don't live the way God wants you to live that there's consequences. They're results of doing or do notting. They're just a result of it. Blessings on those who do and curses on those who do not. I, everyone here has seen those living under a curse, being judged, there's a visible wrath because they have not done what God asked to be done. This year, I believe, and I really believe this, in 2024 will be the most powerful year that we've ever experienced as we study and we learn and we focus on Zoe, the God kind of life. It's available for each and every one of you. It's available for me. It's available for those who just do what God says. It's that easy. God blesses obedience to his kind of life, and God blesses those who live his kind of life. And we're going to spend the year talking about absolute rights and wrongs, and it's not left up to what each wants to do. It's not left up to what they decide to do based on right and wrong. There's an absolute way of thinking that is right and that is wrong. A lot of people don't like absolutes. Right and wrong, church is not seen by culture, the way God sees it. Right and wrong is not set by culture. See, right and wrong is set by our creator. Friends don't set for you what is okay. Or do they? See, the, the majority, come on, you got to hear this. The majority does not set right and wrong. Well, let's vote on this. Well, that makes it right. No, no, no. The majority doesn't set right and wrong. Feelings, desires do not set right and wrong. That'll get you in a lot of trouble. See, they don't choose. They don't decide. God, the creator of the universe, if you're going to live the God kind of life, the creator of each of us sets the kind of life that he wants for us to have. And that's his life. The kind of life that produces peace. Come on, no, everybody here is not wanting to just live in turmoil. We're wanting peace. God sets a life that produces peace. God's way produces a life that has joy. God's life produces for you blessings. Let me tell you what else it produces. It produces safety for us to coexist in a culture with each other. I'm telling you, when people aren't living the God kind of life, they don't want to be around God's people. They don't want to be okay with everything that God says is okay, nor do they want to not be okay with things God says is not okay, unless they're living the God kind of life. And we wonder why our world's where it's at. A kind of life that works is the God kind of life. Now, this is a huge year for CMC. I want you to think about this. 200 years from right now, I don't know if you can think about that, but because sometimes it's just hard to comprehend eternity, but let's just talk about 200 years from right now. 200 years from right now, your bones are dug up. And science starts looking in to who you were. And what they would say is a man or a woman was found this day. Yet we have college housing advertising 97 different genders. Your bones will never be identified as a furry or as gender fluid. 
See, the biology, science, there's no way to have an intelligent discussion about this beyond nonsense. But we've got a culture that's trying to say that it's sensible. Male or female, only two choices. It's decided in the mother's womb. CEOs of Target, Starbucks, Disney, Hallmark, Hollywood actors, a few famous athletes, all of them have an agenda to guide the thinking of this culture. We need to know that. What's happening right now, I, I don't help me wrap my mind around crazy. I, I, see, we know the devil never has anything new, so we need a short world history lesson this morning to really grasp the excitement of the vision for Christian Ministries Church. So let's just have one. Let's have a history lesson. Church, God created the universe. This is a good time for that, yeah. God created the universe. God created mankind. Life on earth began. The first family and the kids, you read Genesis 3 and 4. The first family, their kids twisted off. Just FYI, kids leaving family values and doing their own thing is nothing new. Since the first family... We've been dealing with this. People groups grew. In history, you can read about people groups growing, families formed. Godless society started becoming seen, and as we look at history, we can understand it. I want to give you a word you're going to hear a lot this year. Pagan. Pagan. Life without God. Pagan. Godless. Life without God. A pagan life, a pagan life directed by desires, by instincts, having no outside restraints. We look at history and we see the world got so bad, so pagan, so godless, God had enough. God had a man. We're still in this history lesson, everybody following. God had a man, told him to build a boat. Noah's family, two animals of every kind. When God says something, he says it the way it is. There's two genders, male and female. After the flood, Noah's kids, once again, they twist off, left to do their own thing. Then you got the Canaanites, Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Termites. I mean, you just go right on. Pagans. Totally godless, no God conscience. The perversions were horrible. The lifestyle of a pagan you don't hear a lot of this in history because it's horrific and it's horrible to even talk about and we can't adequately even think about it. I mean, they were eating their own children. That some horrific, disgusting things. God found a man, Abram and his descendants. God started a people group, Hebrews. The Hebrews became the Jewish nation. A very small group of people in all the earth that God could work through. And out of this very tiny group, let's call it remnant group, this small group of people came God giving the Ten Commandments, a God kind of life that will work for everyone to be safe and to prosper. Out of this tiny remnant of people, 613 laws, here's how to live the God kind of life. Out of this remnant 
came prophets who warned the world. The tyrants, the pagans, the enemy, they formed armies to take over the tribes. And then we read about world empires. First world empire. Am I born anybody yet? Babylonian. First one, Babylonian. Second world empire, Assyrians. The third world empire, Persians. The fourth and the last one that we're studying this morning, world empire, was the Roman empire, totally pagan. The wealth of the Roman empire allowed them to do things without any dependency upon God. Let me just say that right now, that's what we're trying to create in so many societies, a godless pagan society. No one wants to talk about the Roman Empire. 75% of Rome were slaves to the few rich. You're going to hear this word a lot this year, the elite. The pagan life is completely instincts and desires, completely animalistic. We here in our little bubble, and I'm not talking just Christian ministries, I'm talking about the United States of America. Here in our little bubble, we read about this life and we just have an inability to comprehend this life. History, the wealth of Rome and how much it had is beyond comprehension. The vulgarity of the Roman Empire was overwhelming. Pedophilia, life of the rich. They would use children and then just throw them over a cliff like they were nothing and we're done with them. A paper plate used, throw it away. The Colosseum in Rome, we marvel at. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, for this time still, they look at it and they say it's amazing, a marvel of engineering and construction. It's just amazing. But history never mentions the entertainment that was in the field of the Colosseum. They don't talk about it. It wasn't football. It wasn't hockey, and it wasn't baseball. No, 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 no. It was gladiators. And they would fight till the death. And they would, in this Colosseum, they would dismember each other until they were dead. You'll hear about this beautiful Colosseum, but you won't hear about the pagan entertainment that built it. No moral restraint or care for what was happening. Sexual acts in the Romans for mere enjoyment, the elites, more barbaric than we can discuss. Self-interest, self-desires, having total control of their life, no morals, no conscience, no God. No God. No God. Women and children were property of men. And only used for sick enjoyment and pleasure. Boy, welcome to Christian Ministry Church. Isn't this just wonderful? It's a wonderful, wonderful message this morning. You got to hear the end of it. Used, abused, eaten, destroyed, thrown away, all at the pleasure of the elite. There's no way for us to really grasp a pagan lifestyle. God said enough. He sent his son. Come on. Jesus, Messiah, Savior. And it was into this Roman Empire that Jesus was born. God, through Jesus, brings Christianity into the world. This spread the infusion of Christianity, the God kind of life, miraculous, divine. It swept throughout the world. In 312, Constantine, the great, declares Christianity the state's religion. 
And over the years, in the midst of sin, I'm jumping forward in my history lesson, in the midst of sin and in corruption, it was always, always, come on church, you got to hear this, it was always a Christian movement that brought good change to a world. Always. The Protestant Reformation in the 1500s changes the world. The Puritans produces a surge of Christianity. And out of ancient Judaism, very small group of people, remnant, a Christian worldview starts shaping life. And makes it better for everyone. There comes a sense of accountability to God. When you understand that we all stand before God and we'll give an account for what we did. The God kind of life started shaping civilization every time it turned wrong. The God kind of life is what shaped this nation. Come on, you have to understand this. The The God kind of life shaped the nation of America. One nation in all the world that says, under God. One nation. It was privileged. It was printed. It was everywhere. It was engraved in stone. Moses holding the Ten Commandments in every court across the country. I'm just telling before anyone took an oath for office, so help me God. This is how our nation ran. Hand on the Bible. That's the way it ran. Churches built all across this great nation in every town. Towns started getting multiple churches, infusing a biblical lifestyle. Now know this, some were Christians, but many were not Christians. There was a remnant. See, the nation operated on Christian worldview, a lifestyle from Scripture, even though they weren't all Christian. When we start talking about a pagan lifestyle, we recoil in total disbelief. No way anyone would do that. No way anyone would treat women like that or a child like that. No way would they eat their own people, eat their own kids. No way. See, the Western mindset cannot grasp a pagan lifestyle because we are not aware. See, we've been infused without even knowing it with Christianity and its effect. Uncontrolled lust and desires, we don't understand that. But we can all start seeing there's a move right now in our world to normalize things that God clearly says is not part of a God kind of life. That's not Zoe. But there's a move to try to normalize things that really, when Christianity has been infused in a culture, it's not normal. Jude 1 verse 14. The Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones, 15 to execute judgment on the people of the world. Verse 15, you've got to see it. They're coming to execute judgment on the people of the world. Coming to execute. God is coming to execute judgment on the people of the world. He'll convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done. Christianity instilled in the minds of people. Before you give totally into your lust and desires, know this, there's a God who executes judgment. See, that thinking is in our culture, but it's trying to be removed. When I say pagan culture and then say used women and children and threw them off a cliff when they were done with them, we have a hard time believing anyone would do that. Come on, we just have a hard time believing that. But pagans do and pagans did. People would load people onto boxcars. 
like cattle and unload them in a gas chamber to kill them. Men, women, and children. The pagan lifestyle is uncomprehendable. It can't fathom it. We can't even really discuss it. But this is really not too far off. Come on, we got, we got to see this. Does this sound familiar? Gay marriage. Litter boxes in public school bathrooms. Gender identity and what you can and can't say and how you address them or you're punished. Christianity taught, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Till death do us part. Children are a gift from God. Every child is formed by God in the womb of a woman. Train up a child. Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Father, provider for the family. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Jesus is the one who brought the God kind of life into the world. And we have to know that. See, we all take these ideas for granted. Everybody here knows, or pray you do, pedophilia is wrong. Everybody here knows that. Everybody here knows not to eat kids. I mean, people here, I hope you know that. But the fact is, not everybody does. Not, not everybody does. The only reason we know that is Christianity entered the world and changed the world. What has happened is in the 1950s and 1960s, let's just talk about our modern history, pagan thinking college professors in a very few extreme liberal colleges, mostly in California and the Northeast, began teaching ideas that have never worked, they've never produced, and they're ideas that are actually in violation of a biblical government and the way things should operate. Anti-constitution, socialism, free sex, no rules, no restraints. And, and, and here's the point. There is no right or wrong. There's no absolutes. That's what the college professors started teaching. These ideas never worked in any culture, never. They always lead to destruction, but they were taught. And now that teaching has spread. See, the only place liberal pagan ideas flourish is in the college classroom. But in the real world, these ideas fail culture, they fail society, and they fail people. Now, in the 1960s and 70s, the pagans took over education. Right or wrong, I'm just telling you, we can look back and see where they said there is no absolute right or wrong. It's how you feel. Right now, church, you might want to write this down or get this in your head if you hear anything else. 98% of all college professors are against hardworking, bill-paying, faith-based, patriotic families. They teach we all evolved. Time plus chance. All came from monkeys, and I know there's some credibility to some of that. The way we act All of us are related to the animals, and I know it's starting to look more and more like that, and they're teaching that, and when making man no more than an animal, then they can't be held accountable for right and wrong. Are you seeing this? See, when a person commits a crime right now in our world, I watch it on the news all the time, we hear it's society's fault. It's society's fault because of that crime. Where did society fail? 
every crime, they blamed the gun. Your liberal agenda won't work in this church. That was a good place for a yes or an amen or there's the door. You mean with guns? No, I'm talking about when we're blaming society instead of the sin nature of man. So they blame the gun. They blame racial persecution. They, they blame society. Never putting the blame on the person who committed the crime. Even though it was totally his responsibility. What we're trying to do is take all responsibility off of people. And God never... Has never has done that. He made a way and he made you responsible enough. Or did he? Yeah, he did. You're just choosing wrong. Never putting the blame on the person who committed the crime is taking all responsibility off a person who does wrong. And now I'm watching it, parents with our young people. Oh, they just... They need to act however they want to act. No, they're wrong and they need to be corrected. The issue of slavery today, the atrocities of America, believing America is a horrible nation, all to discredit Christianity. There's no discussion, no recognizing facts. Slavery is all over the world. It's everywhere and always has been. It's the, it's, I'm getting, it's only the teaching of Christianity that makes slavery wrong. In a pagan society, it's the way of life. The Bible says kidnapping, selling another person, the person who did that should be put to death. So with a Christian-based America, America is responsible for ending horrible atrocities of slavery. But we don't get taught that. There's no other nation in the whole world that has fought itself with tens of thousands dying in a civil war, you know, its own people fighting each other, to free slaves. It's not taught or recognized, but church Christianity frees slaves. Trying to remember the God kind of life. Jesus came to set captives free. In Christ, there's no racial divide, all one in him. The pagan life is where slaves come from. Here we are Today, we have a small group of pagans, nowhere near the majority of Americans. This is the hope in this message. Okay. You need to hear this. We have a small group of pagans, not us, godless, based on their own instincts and desires, not the majority. College professors, media journalists, a few star athletes, homosexual CEOs of big companies, billionaires, political leaders, this small group of elites that think they're way different than all of us. And they're shaping and they're on a mission to promote a pagan morality and a pagan worldview to infuse the thinking of good Christian people They want to infuse our thinking with a pagan lifestyle, saying it's okay and the pagan lifestyle should be accepted. Now, they're not going to call it that, but it's godless. Now, I'm explaining to you right now why our 2024 theme has to be talked about. We've got, we have to understand that there's a God way. There's a God kind of life. We, we have good Christian people buying in right now to the pagan lifestyle. Yeah. 
And they don't even know they're doing it. And for 6,000 years of world history, that lifestyle kills, steals, and destroys lives of families and nations. Church, I want you to know today it's standing time for the church. It's standing time for the church. And we have to, we've got to learn how to stand. We're not mean. We're not bigots. We're not intolerant. We're not haters. We're not, under, not understanding. I mean, all these names, we're fighting a pagan agenda that's killing individuals in our nation. And we've got people assigning names to us. Let's just call it out for what it is. It's pagan. It's what it is. Hallmark movies. Oh, don't go there. I'm headed right there. Watched by traditional Christian women, or at least women heavenly, heavenly, heavily influenced by Christianity. None of Hallmark's viewing audience are petitioning them and asking for more gay and lesbian characters. Their audience is, none of them are demanding that they show two men and two women marrying and making out on, none of that. So this is not a business decision based on serving a customer base. The writers decided their job is to educate their audience and deliver them from their outdated Christian lifestyle of marriage and put some gay couples happy and normal looking in every home across America. Are you seeing an agenda? I was reading a book over the last couple of months called Modern Paganism. The author's name is Chuck Warnock. Now, he has a term for modern paganism and the people that are adhering to it. And it's called pagan evangelist. Let me just tell you about Chuck for just a second. We are once again doing a culture conference in April, and Chuck is one of our guest speakers that's coming this year. And he's awesome. You're going to love it. By the way, another little thing about Chuck is he comes out of the same church we do. He was with Hetty Lou Brooks years ago. I can't wait for you all to meet him. Disney, family entertainment company, customers, I want you to know they're not marching, they're not rallying, they're not demanding endorsements for a transgender lifestyle. That's not what's happening. This is not a business decision to better serve millions of customers. A few CEOs at the top reshaping children's thinking is an agenda. We just got to see it and call it for what it is. The God kind of life that make the do-nots apparent to us is what allows us to live blessed, joyous, and prosperous. Pagan evangelists, they know historically those who embraced pagan sexual immorality, they, they, they're involved with a pagan lifestyle. All of those people demand that everyone accepts it. And you say, well, I, I, I don't know. See, both science, both history, all the things against it, including the Bible, Romans chapter 1, not only do they do disgusting acts, they demand that others do it. That's right after the, right out of the word. There are plenty of florists that are willing to serve you. Come on. There are plenty. But they're going to sue the one florist who refuses to do a gay wedding. A clear agenda. Just look over the last 10 years of the stories. I mean, if it wasn't a clear agenda, then the gay couple would have just went to another florist. There are plenty of bakeries wanting to serve, 
but they're going to sue the one bakery that said, I refuse to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. A clear agenda forcing paganism on our society. See, we'll go right back to Romans 1. They demand that others accept them. There is a demand for others to accept a way, or they just went across the street and got someone else to bake a cake. There's tons of bakeries. You're not limited to the one, but you're going to sue the one who stood up and said, no, no, that doesn't adhere to the way I believe that God said a life works. Starbucks, I just want to drive through, and all I want to do is get my skinny mocha. So, obviously, you can tell I haven't had a lot of them. Tens of thousands of customers are not demanding that Starbucks wave a rainbow flag or print it on any of their cups. They're not that the customers aren't demanding to promote a gay lifestyle that destroys people's lives. This is not a business decision to serve their customers. It's to force paganism on us. See, I, I just go right down the list. Am I proving this to anybody? Target, customer base, is not demanding a transgender section with pictures all over their store promoting this lifestyle. A few rich elites, they locked arms to force a pagan worldview when you go shop. It's not new. Pagan evangelists have always been working against the God kind of life, and they're still here. We're just not reading about paganism when it comes to the Roman Empire. But we can read it all through Scripture. We should be reminded of a time in the Babylonian world empire. Four Jewish boys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, told by the social elite to bow down to the pagan idol they created. Come on, we, we can go story after story. Church today, somebody's got to stand. It's standing time. Someone's got to stand for the God kind of life. And if God's people aren't living the God kind of life, who is? We're going to talk about it all year. You're not teaching my children paganism. That's not going to be in my school. That's not going to be in my community. You're not teaching that here. The pagan evangelist has to be stopped. That was a good place. As Christians, we will not bow down. Please, I'm not being mean. I'm not being a bigot. I'm not intolerant. I'm not insensitive. I'm, I, you're just not accepting. This pagan lifestyle gets worse and worse and worse until it destroys. And it's not my idea. Look at science. Look at biology. Look at history. But for sure, look at the Bible. It doesn't work. Our future is as it has always been. The future does not lie in pagan hands, but the future lies in the God kind of life and a remnant of people who stand for it. That's why we're talking about Zoe this year, the God kind of life. The church that is teaching it, the church that is promoting it, the church that stands for it will be producers. That's right. But don't be dismayed as remnants that's coming against paganism, you will be called names. You'll be called all of those names, a bigot, you're just mean, you're intolerant, you have no grace, you have no, they're just going to go on and on. They're going to try to use the word against us. I can refer to countless places in the Bible where God's people were almost always outnumbered. <laughs> and throughout history, people have been outnumbered. But you know what wins when we're outnumbered? The God kind of life. Every time. And the God kind of life changed the direction. It influenced, it helped 
I want to give you a biblical worldview. In the end, God's kind of life always wins out, and here's why, two reasons. God's law is written on the hearts of man that believe him and serve him. Number two, God's laws work. It's that easy. You got to get it written on your heart, and then you got to believe that it works. And it's not always in your time frame, but it's in God's, and you just got to stand fast. All studies, no comparison. Society, children, education, safety, crime rate, prosperity, all flourish when there's a God kind of life. They just do. His do's and his do nots. This year is all about fact. And church, come on, we, 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 we must not apologize for the God kind of life. You can't apologize. We're the voice. We're the voice. Here's the problem. Christians don't want to hurt or offend anybody. If you keep thinking like that forever, here's what's going to happen. Paganism is going to take over. Well, I just don't want to offend anybody. Pagans in media, education, journalism, government have no reservations about offending those who are embracing the God kind of life. They have no problem offending you. History's clear. Pagan values destroy lives. History's clear with no exceptions. The values we get from Christianity improve the quality of people's lives in every area. Every area. But these people are going to assign derogatory names to you. You bigot, you gay basher, you're intolerant, you're mean. And we back up because we are Christians. And they're using against us something that's causing the Christian to quit standing. But we've got to know the values make a difference in marriage, in sexuality, in child care, in senior care, in health care, in personal responsibility, in work ethic. Boy, we've got a problem there. In women's rights, in Christianity, it, it abolishes all racial discrimination. Man, if we just get back to the God kind of life, we wouldn't have any problems. We still have an enemy, but he is a defeated foe. And we act like he has a bunch of power because we don't understand what really is produced by the God kind of life. He's defeated. Church, it's standing time. If you are told, if you're told you're trying to force your Christian beliefs on me by anyone, if you're told, boy, you're just trying to force your Christian beliefs on me and, and on others, just say, I'm not doing that any more than the pagans are trying to force their beliefs on me. Well, then you might have to explain what paganism is. And if you don't get the vision this year, you're going to have a hard time understanding that. If we get to a place where we can stand, we'll see a difference. See, men playing women's sports is absolutely foolish. It doesn't work. Faithfulness to marriage and well-being of children is God's produce. The free market versus godless socialism. It produces a life of initiative and personal responsibility instead of being a victim. Well, we got God's people acting like they're victims. Every time you turn, we here at CMC will unapologetically say this and tell this and teach this, that God's way works. We're not bound down. It's standing time. The gay agenda does not bear fruit. Come on, you need to see this. It doesn't produce life. And we're not saying it's okay. It's not okay. So stand in your workplace. Come on, you, we've got to start standing. 
The dismembering of a body does not change the gender of a person. Chromosomes cannot be changed. We are created by God on purpose for purpose. We're not saying it's okay. It's not okay. Alcohol, drugs, so many stories of lives destroyed, families destroyed. No home, no marriage, no children's lives are better because a mom and dad uses these. We're not saying, well, everybody does it. It's okay. It's not. It destroys lives. America is one nation in all the world that's under God. Under God means under his way of life. Are we Americans who believe we're under God? Or do we just say it because some men one time, a remnant, got it in to our national motto? For individuals, joy, fulfillment, peace, fear, gone. Fear gone. Peace there. Fulfillment there. Come on, joy there. For marriage, joy. Come on, there's some people that just need some joy in their marriage. Fulfillment, some peace. Fear gone. For families, look at the produce of 100% of studies that have been done by intact homes. Just way better. For economics, biblical handling of money produces ability to give others and prosper a society. For safety, try a pagan society for safety and a Christian went on. I'll take a Christian society way over a pagan society for safety any day of the week. Hands down, Christian societies are safer. You can just go on and on. God blesses the God kind of life. Pagan kind of life is under the curse. We're evangelists. We we believe with all that we are that in our communities we're going to go and we're going to teach to obey all that he commanded. And then we're going to go into all the world, but don't go into all the world before you go into your family and go into your cities and yeah, to your yeah. counties. And Come on, we've got to get to a place where we're going where God called us. We're past done with sitting back and allowing pagan evangelists to destroy the God. I'm past done with it. I'm done with it. I can just tell you that this year, because there's an enemy, there will be a time, and there has been over the time of this church, we've been called bigots. We've been called that we're trying to promote something that just makes us you're the No, no, no. They're just trying to get us to back off so that they can prosper a pagan worldview. That's what happens on and on and on. This year we'll study, we'll focus on the God kind of life, and we'll learn to stand against the pagan kind of life. This was just a let's go get them. So if you want to hear a sermon that says we got to do something, I'm telling you we got to do something. Now the rest of this year, let's teach on it, let's talk about it, let's get that infused into our thinking, our way of life, and we'll all live the God kind of life. And I'm telling you, this remnant will change the world. This remnant will change the world. Y'all stand with me this morning. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.